Whoever said raising kids is easy, especially now? Childcare is costly and certainly not a commodity, and yet the city of Geneva is coming together to offer emergency coverage to essential workers through Connect Geneva's task force. Hello, I'm Gabriel Petrazio, Finger Lakes One News, and welcome to The Daily Debrief, our show about stories that matter. And on this edition, we ask, how is the city of Geneva handling its childcare demands during the pandemic? And today, we speak with some of the generous voices behind Connect Geneva's charitable services, starting off with story time with Jess Farrell, an active member of the Geneva Women's Assembly. Even Farrell, who is no longer located in the city, is still carrying her own slack by narrating children's books in short reading videos, which are then posted on Connect Geneva's YouTube channel. Well, so it was from a GWA meeting um, where Laura Salamander was, was presenting about the early stages of Connect Geneva. And she was saying, you know, this is something that we're, you know, that we're putting together and various things. And, and so one of the things she said was we're hoping to have videos of people reading children's books. And so she was just kind of offhandedly said to the whole group, you know, so if you'd like to read a children's book, you know, go for it. So I am actually currently down in the... DC area. So back in March, when everything was starting to shut down, I drove down here to take care of my niece and nephew, who are two and three. And their daycare obviously has been closed since mid-March. And so I've been doing school at home for them, as we call it. And so I was like, well, I'm not in Geneva. I can't help, you know, drive anything anywhere or, you know, even do solidarity at six. I do it myself sometimes here, but I'm not there for it. And so I was like, well, one thing I have a lot of is I have a lot of children's books here because my niece and nephew have quite the collection. And so I thought, okay, well, that is something that I can do. So I sat down and what I started doing was going through their books and finding books that I thought had a particularly good message for this time. So messages of solidarity, of helping one another. I did two books now that are about emotions and about how it's okay to feel angry or to feel frustrated and to help kids think through their emotions at this time, something where even adults can't figure out their emotions right now. In the end, Farrell sees the Connect Geneva Collective Resource Platform as a permanent installation to the city's operations moving forward in the aftermath of the COVID-19 pandemic, considering it as one positive outcome, as she puts it. I mean, I think Connect Geneva is a really great website, and I'm glad that, that the city has invested in it. And I think that it's just awesome that they've come together at this time of need to do this. And I can't wait to see what happens with it moving forward, because I don't think that it's something that will go away. You know, So I think that that's something positive that's going to come out of all of this. While Farrell's homemade resources help pass the time at home, Kathy Ryko, director of the Jim Dooley Center for Early Learning at Finger Lakes Health, is one of two organizations who are a part of the task force, staying open and watching over children while their parents are out working on the front lines. We did not drop to the drastic level that we had to look at closing. So, ramifications-wise, Certainly, we had to change our processes here, and fortunately, the CDC came out right away with guidelines for child care centers that were remaining open. We had to institute things like social distancing within our center. So 
we have a large center that normally serves 130 children a day, and so now you know we're serving like a, you know a quarter of that. So we're able to distance out into our classrooms and not bunch up too many children together. We are able to continue to go outside and play. We have playgrounds right here. We don't have to go to community playgrounds. We are able to continue to do programming age appropriate within the classrooms with the children. But one of the things that we that we're also doing that's different is that we're doing distance learning with our universal pre-K students who are no longer with us. So our pre-K teaching team we have sent out uh, distance learning materials to our pre-K children. Then with our school-age population, we're able to help our school-agers that are attending to get on their uh, Zoom meetings that they have scheduled with school with their distance learning and to help parents with you know, getting the, the homework and the distance learning done. So a lot easier for us to do that here than it is to be the parent and child argument all evening. <laughs> Although the Jim Dooley Center is doing their part and then some, uncertainty still clouds the future of the child care industry, not only here in the city, but beyond, according to RICO. Child care as an industry is, you know, very low paying and very underfunded, and I am very concerned about what this will do. You know, like we're concerned about all small businesses, I, I'm afraid that this will take a toll on um, communities community-based child care centers, because you mentioned how expensive it is to provide quality child care, and it's expensive for Finger Lakes Health as well. You know, it's the same thing. Child care is expensive, and somehow, you know, the industry has all these decades been able to uh, keep going and thriving in communities, but this is a bump that I think will be hard to uh, overcome, and I hope that there will be some, you know, state or federal funding focused toward Center. Fortunately for the city, the Jim Dooley Center is not alone. At the same time, Mary Bacogiannis, the executive director of the Geneva YMCA, says that there's still plenty of room left, some 40-plus slots available for the children of essential workers. So we do have room available. What's nice is with the facility being closed for normal business, it opens up a lot of areas in the Y for us to utilize that we don't normally have available to us with childcare. So we're able to spread it out. We're able to, you know, group them out and maintain the social distancing, which is super important. And other things that we have in place, I'm sure Jim Dooley is doing the same, you know, health checks as they come in. We're doing curbside drop-off and pick-up to limit the amount of traffic that comes in and out of the Y. We do like a health check when the child arrives. We do a temperature check, you know, just trying to be as safe as we possibly can in these trying times. So we do have space available. The OCFS was great in responding to this crisis when it first happened to make sure that the child care would be in place for the people that needed to go to work. And OCFS was able to offer waivers and various things to make it easier for people to deliver the child care. We have probably at this point, you know, upwards of 40 slots available right now. And we're happy to take any any child that needs care. We are asking that they email our associate director, Sarah Allen, and her email is available on our website. Just because we have a very limited staff coming in and the executive staff like myself and Sarah 
we're a lot of times working in with the kids and we're not always able to get to the main phone lines at the Y, so we're asking people to contact us via email if they need care and then we'll get them filtered in. It, it's really a simple process. There's a packet of information they need to fill out and you know we can get them going as soon as possible. Like RICO, Bacco Giannis is also candidly concerned with preserving child care services, which are currently free for families now. We're super fortunate that we have a great collaborative relationship with the Geneva City School District and with some other foundations and other funding streams that we're able to call upon to help us be able to offer this. So we are able to offer it free of charge right now. But it's a tough thing. You know, the YMCA, like every other, you know, business and nonprofit is taking a hit when you have your, your normal operations interrupted for such an extended period of time. It's hard, and I think we're all going to struggle coming back when we start to get, to get back to normal here. At the Y, you know, we're doing everything we can currently to help alleviate the hit and position ourselves to be able to be here to serve the community when we're ready to be fully back in operation, but it, it's tough, and I and I feel for everybody. I, you know, there's days where you have those moments where you're just feeling really overwhelmed and really, you know, worried, and then you know you have to kind of take a step back and remind yourself, I'm not alone in this. This is everybody. Everybody's feeling the same pinch. I'm Gabriel Petrazio, Finger Lakes One News. That's all for today. The Daily Debrief is hosted by Gabriel Petrazio and Josh Durso. Check out past episodes by visiting fingerlakes1.com forward slash daily. And you can find the show's feed on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy it, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps us find new listeners. Remember, we're here to answer your questions. So if you have one, email it to debrief at fingerlakes1.com. Who knows, we might even build an entire show around it. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow.